Welcome to the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I'm Brandeline Johnson, a rule-breaking, nature-loving, law of attraction junkie who is a lifestyle entrepreneur, psychic medium, spiritual business coach, educator, and author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a topic that will help you to awaken to your gifts, align with your soul's purpose, and ignite your lives and businesses. We don't follow the masses. We are consciously creating our evolution. Get ready to have the best human experience every day. I am on the Craving Consciousness podcast with Alicia DeCruz. And I had been looking for someone to come and speak to y'all about conscious uncoupling. That's like actually a term out there. Um, And I came across like a blog post of yours, Alicia, and I absolutely new spirit sent me the sign to have you on the podcast. So I'm so grateful that you agreed. Thank you. I'm honored to be here as well. So thank you. Yeah. So Alicia is doing all of her inner work. Because she's getting ready to be one of them spiritual leaders. She's already a spiritual leader, right? By doing the inner work. Um, but her, when I came across her post, she was talking about how she consciously ended a relationship and the and the transformation that happened in that process. And so I'm so excited to ask you how, because in in your article you talked about that you manifested this person, that you called this person's energy. And can you tell us about like the beginning? Yeah, sure. So um, before I met um, my partner, I'd been single for 10 years um, and that was my choice because I wanted to do um, the work because the relationships I had attracted in my past were were toxic. So I knew that I had to do some work on myself um, and I knew exactly what I wanted and exactly what I wanted to call in. And seriously, within two weeks, he literally appeared and I just knew it was him. So, yeah, it was really amazing how how this stuff works when you when you're in tune and you really know what you want. Like the universe gives you exactly that. But what I learned is that you really need to be specific. <laughs> he literally gave me everything I wanted, and the one thing that I hadn't experienced before is what I actually got. So you have to be really specific. It's just like if you ask for a phone, a mobile phone. The universe will give you a phone, but what kind of phone? You might get a Nokia when you want an iPhone. So, yeah, it's about being really specific. So I knew that he was the one when when I crossed, when we just looked into each other's eyes, really. Um, yeah, so four, four years later, I mean, there was obviously lots of ups and downs, as all relationships have. Um, and it, it was, it was such, it was a beautiful, beautiful relationship and I, I've learned so much from it, but yeah, I really realize also that not all relationships have to be forever. And I think that's what, what I thought it's like, I was sort of living in fairy tale land, you know, like watching all these fairy tales growing up that, you know, you live happily ever after, or, you know, that's the goal to be with someone for 20 plus years, you know, but I feel like all this, it's all outdated beliefs and is not necessarily true. And it doesn't mean that you're a failure or that you failed in a relationship just because it ends. Amen to that. I'm so glad you brought that up. I actually wrote that down here because I wanted to talk to you about, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about your concept on do relationships really end? 
right? Versus how the dynamic had changed. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so part in, in my brain, because I read your, your article, I was like, oh my God, you could take this so deep, right? Because I told you my husband died, right? And so everybody's like, did that relationship really end? And then when I'm reading your article, I'm like, did it really end? Or did the dynamic change, right? Even though he's physically not here, you could yeah. apply this to physical relationships that are still here versus people that pass away. Did the relationship yeah. really end? Like, look at all the lessons I learned through our, and we did have 20, 20 plus years together. You know what I mean? But it's, it didn't end. So I, I mean, I really love that you said that. And I think for my listeners, like really get that aha moment that we're not fitting in this box of the fairy tales, right? That's right. That's right. And I guess, you know, you always have that energetic cord still, still there, that invisible cord, you know? So, and I think a lot of us, we're just used to, you know, with, with any ending, it's like, oh, we'll just cut them out of our lives. But, you know, you still have all those memories there and, you know, you still have all that, that story that you're replaying in your head, like you still have that there. And if you don't deal with that, then that can, that can become toxic for you as well. And um, what I, what I realised in, in by doing it this way, it also gives the other person closure. Yeah. As well, like for them to be able to, you know, speak their truth and say whatever they need to say. But also, you know, especially if the person may have an abandonment wound and you're just cutting that person out of your life completely, that's only going to trigger that wound even more. So I think it's very healing for both parties. Yeah. So what do you, what would you say was the first, I guess, step that you took consciously where you were like, okay. Yeah, well, I think realising, like looking back at my upbringing um, going back to my parents, like looking at everyone ar- around me, everyone's relationships and thinking, I-, I don't want to be that person. So it was consciously deciding that I don't want to hold that um, hate and resentment and that rage. And, you know, you see so many people, they want revenge or they're just so angry. And I've actually seen firsthand how it can turn into illnesses and diseases. And I just knew that I didn't want that for my life. So I was like, okay, how do I, how do I get past this and what can I do? And and I know something that's really empowering is the first step is taking responsibility. So instead of blaming, because I feel like blaming is such a toxic emotion for, for your body. And I know I don't want to get sick. I don't want it to develop into any illness. So I've I've done it for myself and for my own healing. Um, and instead of playing the blame game and being in the victim mode, I wanted to be more empowered by taking personal responsibility and yeah. looking at myself. Boy, what a conscious woman you are. I know there's so many people that they're can't, <laughs> that there's two more they're learning, right? They can't grasp that concept. So many people in relationships, like, cause I was just talking about this, that the spiritual awakening when people come into my community, we ask them questions and almost every single one of them are talking about their relationships, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're like, I just want 
I want a better relationship. I'm in a toxic relationship or I'm having my spiritual awakening. And how do I navigate my relationship? You know? Mm. So for you to come on here, I just get super giddy, right? Because you're saying I took a responsibility. Like I am a a reflection. Everything's a reflection in that, in a relationship. So if we think that other person is doing something wrong, we got to stop in our tracks right there. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what I try to do. It's like, you know, relationships they're always going to trigger you because it's like the other person is holding up the mirror to you and a lot of the times we don't want to see that because it's scary we don't want to face like our shadows and what's potentially wrong with us you know so it's it actually is easier to blame yeah well yeah (laughs) yeah because (laughs) you really are taking conscious responsibility and we could like spread this across you know anything with people with money mindset issues or, or, you know, any sort of problem in, in their life. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the blame game, um, versus responsibility. Oh, I wanted to add two and then have a question. So at what point do you realize, okay, it is time for me to do something. Right. So let me share this little bit of story with you. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, probably, I don't know, six years ago, I was, I was tired. My husband was not having a joyful life. He just didn't have any drive, any oomph, any, anything. Right. And I'm like, I was angry going, you know, what's wrong with him. And it's affecting my life because, right. Because I'm like, well, we're co-creating and then spirit, I heard spirit and they said, stop looking at him. Mm. They said, stop, 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 stop. If you want your life to be a different way, then you need to take the steps and the thought process to do that. Mm. But it's not his fault. And so as soon as I felt that, I was like, oh, my God. So I changed. And then our relationship changed, too. Right. Mm. Um, But what do you what would you say to the listeners? I mean, is there even a point where you're where you're come and you go, "Okay, I've been doing the work and this still doesn't feel good. So it's time to uncouple consciously. Yeah. Well, um, what you said actually resonates with me and sort of, you know, what transpired in my relationship. But I think, you know, that gets to a stage where it's like, you have to ask yourself, um, is, is this beneficial for me? Um, is this healthy for me? And I, I guess I got to a stage where I knew this, this wasn't healthy for either of us. And I felt, by leaving it would actually set both of us free and we would be able to flourish by ourselves um so yeah I just knew I was feeling a lot of negative emotions inside me and I just knew that I didn't want to feel this anymore um and I also didn't want to hold on to it after yeah Yeah. you had also said something too and maybe that was part of your process in there where you were saying um that you know helping him heal wasn't wasn't part of your supposed to be part of your process and staying in that relationship was only hindering his growth and your growth yeah and I think I don't know as as empathic women we we tend to focus on the other person we always want to serve and help um and and I knew I could see what I was doing I was trying to save save him and really help him because I thought well I've done a lot of work on myself I'll be okay um 
but I feel like I just need to help him more or, you know, and it, and I realised that it was actually only hurting me and it was stunting his, his growth because I, th- I think we all have to take responsibility for our own lives and that's how, that's maybe when the breakthrough would happen and I thought, well, maybe I'm, I am stopping that breakthrough from him by trying to, like, that's not my journey, do you know what I mean? I was trying to sort of maybe change his path and show him a different way and maybe that's not the way for right. him. Right. Oh, ooh, that's a good one, right? Because we all learn our own process, and then we're like, "Hey, everybody, look at my process." <laughs> but it, and then we're like, "Oh, it doesn't work for that person," you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just yeah. So what works for me might not work for for somebody else. So, and that's at the point when I realized, you know what, I need to stop focusing on trying to save him. I actually need to save myself. Hmm. Yeah, essentially the same message, right? Stop looking at him. That's what spirit told yeah. me. Stop, stop it. Um, I guess what I would, oh, sorry. No, what I was going to say is I know I have a lot of listeners that are like, but I would, it would hinder him if I left or like the impactness, right? They, um, they sacrifice themselves so much. Yeah. And then they think to themselves, they're doing something wrong by departing a relationship, Right. This yeah. is big for us spiritual folks, whether they're empath or not, right? Your heart's heart sensitive, yeah. light, you know, yeah. light workers. And and I totally get that. And that's why I feel like I actually did stay for too long because I was more worried about his um like mental health over myself. Because and, and that's why I found it so hard to leave because of that. I was like, what 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 if something happens if I leave? And what if he does something to himself? What all these negative things are going through my head. But then I thought, if, if I keep thinking that, I'm never going to leave and the situation is not going to get any better. It's going to stay the same. We're both going to be miserable and unhappy. I just had to trust. Like, I know that he's a good person. So I just had to trust that the universe, God, whoever, was going to take care of him and take care of me. So sometimes it is hard to sort of let go. Um but, but yeah, I, ha- I had to do that and just really, really, really trust yeah. that everything was going to be okay and that he would be okay. And I think a lot of it too comes from that, the ego mind, or like you were saying at the beginning about the happily ever after. So they get in their head, they start judging themselves and have that authoritative voice coming in, or maybe their parents stayed together forever or, you know, um, <clears throat> so they're thinking it has to look a certain way and it's so it is very difficult to step out of that box of society put for us, our ancestors or whatever. Yeah. So important. That is part of why we came here. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I guess for me as well, I had just, um, he had just met my family, like not, I don't know, probably a year before um, we, we ended it. And I, he got everyone's approval, everyone's blessings. They all loved him. And that's probably been the first partner of mine that everyone has given me their thumbs up, right? So I, I did, I had this um, idea in my head and this, I guess, fantasy that I was going to have children with him and we were going to get married. So that's what made it harder. And especially with my age, I'm 41 now. So it's like, well, do I leave this relationship when I know I really want kids? Like we both wanted kids 
or do I start over? And then, you know, so it was like, what do I do? So I did, I struggled with it for a long time and I just had to keep trust, like listening to my intuition and the signs that that was giving me and that's what helped me. It really, mm. it really is like our, our ego mind is always trying to control everything or make it logical or linear. Yeah. Um, and, but when you just keep coming back to spirit, keep coming back to that intuition and the little whispers and you know it, right. It's like your ego mind's just, just trying to hide that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying yeah. to hide the red flag or trying to hide how you really feel, you know? Well, we uh, ignore it. We don't want to actually see it because it's too painful because it's not really what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's attached to them. change. All change is scary because then if we do our intuition, then our ego mind's like, what about the money? Where am I going to live? Blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. And then the fear sets in. <laughs> and we don't mm-hmm. want to feel that. So, yeah. And then, you know, it depends on your mindset as well. Like if you have that scarcity mindset, like, oh, what am I, this is everything I'm going to lose if, you know, if I end the relationship, but that's, yeah, that's scarcity yeah. mindset. So it's more about looking for, well, what are you going to gain? Yeah. So it depends on how, yeah, it really depends on how you look at it. I mean, you could see a breakup as, oh my God, this is the end and this is tragic and it's such a loss. Or you could see it as a beautiful learning experience and Amen. how much you and how much you've gained and yeah so and that's the same thing like with death right with my husband um I wouldn't be who I am today if he was still here I wouldn't have figured it out I would have just kept going through this normal motions of our day you know what I mean and so now it's been five months and so I'm looking back and going look at all the lessons I learned in the relationship but also in the five months like yeah. having to like rely on me, you know, mm. and my feelings and having them just for me, not somebody else Yeah. saying, well, are you sure you feel this way? Maybe you feel that way. And then going, well, maybe, you know, so it's like, no, how do, how do I really feel? You know, yeah. that's beautiful. I mean, five months, that's like not that long. So yeah, well, well, well trust me, it's not linear. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can hang up and I can cry about it or something, you yeah. know, yeah. but, um, <laughs> But I think because as a conscious woman, right? So as soon as he passed away, I'm like, conscious woman, where are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, spirit, yeah. I'm like, I know I'm here conscious. So I'm just waiting for the, the message to come through versus, yeah. you know, bless a lot of people that haven't done some of the work and they get stuck in that grief and they don't move, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think you said something, something similar about that when you talked about you saw your relationships manifest as me, mm. quote unquote, as me. So, um, like you were talking about the language around relationships too. Mm. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, with, you know, relationships, people tend to say, oh my God, you've broken my heart or I'm heartbroken. It's just something that we've said that society says and we've clung on to and we still say it. And I noticed I, was saying that too and then when I actually thought about it I was like well why do we say that is my heart literally broken if it was broken I wouldn't be here telling the story so it's not actually true and I think that when you say that it's so negative like that negative energy is is you know just goes through you but if you actually are honest with yourself it 
your heart wasn't broken. I, I feel like the expectations were. Yeah. So for me, I had, you know, certain expectations that he was going to be the father of my children and my husband. So it wasn't that my heart broke, but my expectations were broken. Yeah. And I mean, when we talk about the language too, because uh, um, I love to talk about relationships too, just because I had such a good one. And so um, when we start using certain words in our relationship, it navigates that relationship, right? Energetically. So if one person's always apologetic, it just like starts giving their energy away. And then the dynamics of the relationship slowly change. So it's so important to watch mm-hmm. your, your, the words that come out of your mouth yes. before the relationship, during the relationship. And like you said, after the relationship, because they could simply just tell themselves that they're a victim and, and believe that versus like you mm. said, really question, like asking yourself questions. Mm, definitely. And I feel like it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. And, you know, we all do it, not, not even in relationships, but just in everyday life. Like, you know, we might, I don't know, get something wrong. And it's like, Oh, I'm so stupid, you know, and we don't realize, but we've just called ourselves stupid. So is that, you know, we don't want to believe that thing. So I know I, Look, I, I still practice it every day. And when I say something negative about myself, I catch it and I change it into something more empowering and positive because I don't want that in my energy field. Yeah. And it's not what I give out. So. Yeah. And a lot of times we say things unconsciously. It's just like the old learned behavior. And, but I love that you're catching it going, no, I don't believe that, you know? Yeah. I'm really and changing I it. Up- yeah, it's now pick it up when other people say it, when the words that they say. Yeah, yeah it's easier to see see them, you know. It is, it is actually. <laughs> I'll be like, what did you just say? Oh, my heck, yeah. you're dialing up a spell right there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's wild, the, uh, the language. And, it, like, as an intuitive woman, mm. that's how, like, when I used to do readings, right, I used to do readings. So I would just be like, ask me a question. The way they form their question already tells you what the answer is. You know what I mean? It's mm. you're, It's almost like you're reading their their law of attraction, like what they're putting out, is what's going to come back yeah. Or, yeah. or the direction that they're headed by the words that they're using. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Deep stuff, right? Mm. Um, yeah, another question in there and I forgot what it was. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Oh, the... Um, how you said relationships manifest as me? Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, so from my own experience in my past, so not this relationship, but my past experiences, I I didn't love myself. I literally hated, hated my guts, hated me. So all the relationships I was attracting was mirroring that, would attract people that wouldn't really love me, that were emotionally unavailable. Because how could they love me when I wasn't loving myself? So I was attracting just that. Um, and what I was saying in my post, it's like if somebody has abandonment issues, then they'll attract somebody who's, you know, going to abandon them unless they they work on that. So it's, yeah, it's really important to actually look at yourself to see who who you're being in, in that relationship because so you're not attracting that. To yeah who you're being in your relationship to yourself damn I mean that that is 
everything. Mm. Right. But when it comes to a relationship, that's the close, that's the thing that's going to be closest to you, you know, a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've also realized is that with, um, with like past um, partners that I've had, they also didn't love themselves. Right. So how did they know how to love me? You know, I was, and when I, I was the same, I didn't, I thought I knew what love was, but I didn't, how could I, when I wasn't even loving myself, I was expecting somebody else to, to give that to me and meet my needs. Yeah. But what I what learned now is that, you know, and that's how I think that we get hurt. It's like you expect your partner to meet all your needs and do all these things for you. And then when it ends, it's like, that's when you suffer and that's when you struggle because your needs aren't being met because you're not, Maybe Meeting them yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll just share, like, because I'm going, I'm going through the all healing process too. So I'm just in my head. Um, but same scenario here, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to like align, align out there. Like, I know it's, I know it's going to take a while, right? But mm. I'm getting ready to like put it out there a little bit. And then I started, I'm like, no, I just, it pops in my head. Like, okay, you cannot have something that you feel is empty and expect somebody else to come and fill that sp- space. Mm. Ain't happening, sister. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I, I'm thinking to myself, I really want a guy that maybe has a cabin somewhere. And then I was like, well, I don't want to buy a cabin because then what if I meet a guy with a cabin and it's like whoa 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 it's like no you have to be fully you Mm. you have to be fully you in order to attract somebody that's fully them and then they'll they're gonna bring some melt you know melting stuff to put into your pot and stir it up you know exactly exactly and it's just how they say you know don't give from an empty cup so yeah it's about filling your cup up first and then you want it to overflow and then you're giving from the overflow. But what I realized when I was in the relationship, I was giving from, it wasn't empty, but like a half full cup. So I think it's so important to give all of that to yourself first and then give from the overflow. Yeah. You don't want to empty your own cup. For yeah. Any- Heck no. And I think a lot of us do that. I think a lot of us learn through going through the motions, right? Yeah. Oh, right. So yeah, no, I love that. And another thing I wanted to say too, is that I see um, a lot, a lot, a lot when I work with clients um, is that a lot of them are looking for exactly their exact self, right? Like I want somebody to go to yoga with me and meditate this long with me and have smoothies with me, right? And, and they may think they want that, <laughs> but in, in my experience, at least in my experience, it's really awesome to have somebody that can, can accept you for what you do and, and what you enjoy and maybe be able to understand. Like I would definitely be able to want somebody to understand frequency or something. So at least I could talk to them, but yeah. you, I don't think people really want that exact. Mm. I think it's so awesome if you have this person that, it's going to bring these other dynamics that you're like, well, I didn't think I liked that, but maybe I do, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you can learn from that. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot, like us as women, sometimes we expect our men to be like women. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with my friend yesterday, actually. And 
you know, we were talking about the timing it takes for a man to respond to a message, for example. Like we as women, we respond as soon as we see the message, we usually reply straight away if we're not busy, right? Yeah, yeah. A man, they'll respond when they have time usually or they need to process, so they're very different. But like in relationship, we just expect them to answer straight away because that's how our, our friends our friends would, you know. So we also have to understand that they're very different as well and we can't expect them to be like our girlfriends, do you, you know. Yeah. And if we want that, we can get that. We can still get that need met, but from our friends if we yeah. want to go good together or something. It doesn't have to be your partner. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point too because, you know, back in the day, like when we were in high school and stuff, at least I remember I'd get a boyfriend and all my girlfriends would be invisible. <laughs> It would just be me and my boyfriend. Then we'd break up and I'd be like, where's my girlfriends? It's so important to still keep, be who you are, say who you are, you know, don't just sacrifice into the relationship, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's one really good advice that my mom gave me as well. Like don't give everything, Um, like always keep some for yourself. Like my, my Nana always said that to me as well. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Because when we're givers, you just want to give, 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 give and give everything away. But you always have to keep that sum for yourself as well. Give to you too. So, you know, and not not have those expectations. Like, for example, on Valentine's Day, which is coming up, you know, you expect your partner to to do things or buy you things. Well, why, why do you? Like, why can't you do that for yourself? Yeah. You give to yourself. Like, I know, like, obviously I'm single um this year and valentine's day and i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna give so much love to me i'm gonna i, I don't know what i'm gonna do yet but I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna treat myself and give that love to me because i don't actually need somebody else to do that for me if there was somebody someone there that could do that then that's amazing yeah I'm no i love that. that i love that you know I, and i feel i feel like our conversation is helping frame this message, you know, that your relationship gets to be just the, I don't know, unique, right? Not following along what we we were taught, all those Mm. things. And I guess, yeah, if you want to go back to that as well, like a lot of the things that we were taught are not necessarily like helpful in today's, (laughs) you know, and they're outdated as well, you know, and I think you know, old school way of thinking, I feel is like, like what I was saying before that, you know, to have a successful relationship, you have to be together, you know, that's the only person you marry, or you have to be together for 20 plus years, which is great, if you're happy. But I also have seen a lot of relationships that they hold that that oh, we've been together for 30 years. But they're not really happy. And they're not communicating. And I don't see any love. But it's just that title of oh, we've reached that 30 year or whatever the yeah is but yeah are you actually really happy are you growing together yeah that's true just so many it's the same reason people will just keep a job that they hate you know yes like I've been at this job I gotta wait 15 more years and I can retire you know while you're dragging your ass to a place you hate you know yeah um yeah I totally feel the same, especially with the jobs as well. Like for me, um, if I don't like something or if it's not serving me or if I don't see any benefit in it or if I don't feel the energy, 
I'll I'll leave, whether it be a job or a relationship or a friendship. If I yeah. see it's becoming toxic, I don't need to stay there. We don't need to stay anywhere. We're choosing to stay there. And I see so many people like, so we're um, talking about jobs now that, you know, they hate Mondays, they hate going to work, they hate their job, they're always complaining, but you have a choice. You don't need to stay there. And if you believe in the law of attraction and manifestation, you can attract something that you actually want if you really trust and, and believe that. And yeah, and I'm example of that. I've been able to do that every time because I do have this deep trust in the and it, You know, I'm sure you've grown a lot more by going to different places, having different relationships versus holding on to this one because and maybe that's even what creates karma if we think about it you know holding on to something that's no longer serving you you could come back and do that again you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's really all about finding so it's self-love that when it comes down to the very core it is a hundred percent and trusting trusting yourself is a thing that keeps coming up for me right now trust yourself trust yourself and trust the universe like you said, to be supported. Cause I used to be one of the people behind corporate America and hating it and dreading Mondays and having anxiety and insomnia. Oh my God. And I jumped and I never went back. So it's, it's just a thought in your head. Yeah. It's scary, but you're just like, no, I'm doing this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, I, and I guess, you know, we, well, when I look at my, um, parents like my dad would work like 12 hour days so I always thought oh that's what I need to do and I did that most of my life I was really hard working working two jobs because I thought that's what you needed to do and then I think when I turned 40 I was like no I'm I was actually in a job that I disliked and I would I saw myself doing that coming home complaining and I thought no I I don't want to do this with anything in my life jobs relationships or, or anything so I'm going to leave and Yes, financially, it's totally different, but I'm the happiest I've ever been now because I listened to my intuition, you know. Now I'm able to do things that that I love and manifest other things and there's always there's so much abundance. I see so much more abundance in my life now. Isn't that interesting, right? You got to and let it may go. Not be, it may not be financial, but abundance comes in so many ways. It's not yeah. always financial, and I think that's, you know, abundance used to be related to finance, but it's not it's everything, everything in, in my life, so. Yeah, when I left corporate America, I took a leave of absence, and I went from making a good salary to, like, really nothing, <laughs> like, like, really low, but it yeah. was the best transformation I had in my entire life. I would do it again, right? I would do it again, yeah. and I would have done it sooner, but it was the, the abundance of everything that happened to me after that. Cause I left the city and moved to um, Michigan, the country, everything changed. Everything changed. And my life is richer because of it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Totally. I love it. Well, can people come find you? Can they follow you on? Are you on social so they could see yes. your influence? Yeah. So um, on Instagram, it's, um conversations with Alicia oh I like that yeah and then um I've actually 
taken down the business page that I had on Facebook because I'm just updating that. So that's not there at the moment, but you can just find me by my name. So Alicia DeCruz. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, you keep being amazing. Thank you. You've got it going on. Like you're right there. Yes, thank in- you. <laughs> what you in me is already in you. So <laughs> oh, I love you. it. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know someone else who is spiritually awakened or igniting a world changing brand, please send them my way. It will benefit the world if you help me get this pod and message to as many listeners as I can. Again, if you liked what you heard, it would mean a lot to me if you took 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I will be forever grateful. Until the next episode, stay present, stay grounded, and shine your light.